Hello everyone, I'm Luke Evans, and today we're going to talk about recidivism in McLean County and the Joy Care Center. Recidivism is defined as the tendency of a convicted criminal to reoffend. I'm joined by Michelle Cook today, who runs the Joy Care Center here in the Bloomington Normal area. <laughs> and the Joy Care Center's goal is to facilitate ministry to ex-offenders upon their release from jail or prison by strengthening them spiritually and improving their practical skills with the ultimate goal of seeing them become contributing members of their family, church, and Bloomington normal community. Uh, so Michelle, would you like to tell us a little bit about the Joy Care Center and what you guys offer? Well, we are a faith-based, family-oriented, uh, sober living reentry program. It's kind of a mouthful. <laughs> but we are uh, here to help folks have a second chance, start over. Um, we believe that every day is a chance for a new beginning. And we're here to come alongside folks who've had a scarred past and to uh, help them to uh, stay on the right path and move forward to empower them to become productive members of society once again. So we um, provide uh, mentors and classes and um, everything that's needed that you would need in your day-to-day -day living uh, to help you to go forward. Okay. Um, and so one thing I wanted to mention right away is that you said out of you've had twenty eight hundred people through through the program, and only twenty one of the twenty eight hundred have, have gone been. back to prison. And I think that's because of our family orientation. Once they come to our ministry, it's a family setup. They're all my children. I call them all my children because mm -hmm. I'm eighty one years old, and everybody's my child. And everybody's somebody's child, you know, um, and we're all God's children. So that we're a family, and we do that in a family approach. So that some folks have never had people that would support them, that they could trust, that they could count on long term. Um, but we provide that on a day-to-day -day basis. Would you say that that's most ex-offenders' greatest need is a sort of family support system like that? I think it's one of their greatest needs, um, and to know that they're okay mm -hmm. and that they're human, and all humans make mistakes, and that um, we move forward from whatever they did in the past. You know, we're starting from today and mm -hmm. moving forward, and so there's no shame, there's no guilt, there's none of that looking down and feeling bad and being a second-class citizen because that doesn't exist mm -hmm. uh, in our family. That does not exist. We're all equal. We're all loved and nurtured and helped to move forward and be productive. Um, and I want to say props to you. I did a little bit of the math, and 21 out of 2,100 is less than 1% Correct. that you've lost. And Correct. Compared to a study in 2018, McLean County has an overall rate of 59%. We know for that. Recidivism we know rate. that. Because any county, any program, this is a 24-7, 365 thing. Mm -hmm. There are no holidays. There are no vacation days or sick days. 
you have to be available um, 24-7-365. And it's not a 9-to-5 thing or Monday through Friday thing. Um, accidents and crises don't always happen 9-to-5 and Monday through Friday, you mm -hmm. know. So uh, in order to build trust, folks need to know that if they need you, you're there. What, if 2 a.m. on a Sunday or, you know, Friday night at midnight mm -hmm. or whatever, they need to know that and learn to trust. That's how we help them to trust. So you've been doing this 24-7, 365 for how long now? Well, here <laughs> since 2010. Okay. But I've done it other places, uh, so I've been doing it for years. And, in fact... I say it's in my DNA because I grew up, I was blessed to grow up in family where my grandparents helped people all the time. And mm -hmm. my parents, uh, when we were in school, my brothers and me were in school, uh, if a kid was having a problem, they came to our house, you know. And our mom and dad, my parents would just love on them and feed them and talk to them. And they were like part of our family. So um, I think it's in my DNA. So I've always done it in some way. But I've done it here uh, since 2010. Okay. So you said growing up in like a family sort of community like that uh -huh. definitely helped you grow into the, that kind of role? It think? sure did. Okay. Um, you know, my family um, was such a loving, supportive family. Now, the other thing I learned from them is there's, there's no tolerance for foolishness at mm -hmm. all okay um we have to tell the truth do our best every day and treat other people the way we want to be treated and if we do those three things that's gets us way ahead of the game and that's what we try to instill in our children here in this program um so i want to talk about a more general recidivism now um, okay so what patterns do you see from successfully reintegrated ex-offenders? Like those who successfully reintegrate, what do they do that others do not? They want it. That's the big thing. They have to want it. And when times get hard, they have to stick to it. So that others who do not, uh, who go off the rail and... Um, bump their head a couple times, mm -hmm. uh, will a lot of times come back uh, and see that, you know, everybody doesn't get it the first time around. So um, the big thing with uh, those who make it is that they want it and they're willing to be persistent and work at it, no matter when times are hard, when there's triggers, when there's times when things aren't going as well as they would like. Mm -hmm. There's obstacles. Uh, we use those obstacles as stepping stones to help them to move forward. And I think that if more people were surrounded by this family type, uh, well, this family type nuclear thing, mm -hmm. um, there would be less recidivism because we are creatures of habit. Okay, so if I get out of whatever, whatever life storm I've gone through, if in fact uh, things get messy or I get stressed, I'm going to go back to what I know. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So because I'm a creature of habit, if in fact there's someone there to help keep me from going back to those things that were not good for my life, then there's a chance for me to make it. But to say, here, take you to the street and throw you out there, that's not happening. You don't take a newborn baby. You know, we're my sister and I are both retired registered nurses, and we didn't take newborn babies to the street and put them out the hospital door mm-hmm. and say, well, we'll see you in 18 years. You know, you yeah. have to mold and do that kind of thing. And to a lot of our children, this is the first time they've ever tackled anything clean and sober with support systems, feeling like um, they were part of society, uh, doing it the right way, not the street way. A lot of firsts for them. And so, um, you know, we need to be there alongside them 24-7 to help them to grow and prosper and learn how to do it that way in a productive manner. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what would you say are common mistakes that people make along the way? You You mentioned the people bump their heads and things happen. What are the common mistakes? Well, whenever with with our program, if I stop hearing from them, if they stop answering my phone calls, um, that gives me pause. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because uh, everybody we deal with is grown. And we have our society teaches us that, you know, when you're grown, you're supposed to be independent. You're supposed to do everything on your own. And so they get some folks get the idea, well, I can do this. I can handle this. And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much, you know, not so much. Okay. Um, Now, back to the Joy Care Center. Um, What do you think your organization does best? Oh, wow. Love on people and be non-judgmental. Um, you could come to any of our children that have been in our program, and they always tell me, and in our evaluations at the end of classes, um, they'll write down how they liked how they were treated with respect and non-judgmental. Okay. Yeah. We like that. Yeah, I think they need that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what do you guys, what does the Joy Care Center need help with? What's Money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> we are all uh, volunteers. Mm-hmm. There's no paid staff. And our budget is all based on donations. We have no guaranteed source of income. We have had some promises, and we've gotten on some lists for some uh, funding. But to date... None. So, um, you know, donations are the biggest thing we mm-hmm. need uh, because we pay uh, when our children come to us from prison, we pay all of their expenses the first 60 days that they're here so that they don't have the stress of trying to pay rent and get clothes mm-hmm. and get a job and do all those things. We do all of that. So. That adds up. Yeah, it's a lot of bills. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and we get them employed and get them kind of situated in society so that by the end of 60 days, they feel like they can pay their rent and do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 
I was looking at a report from the IDOC, and they said that recidivism is following a downward trend, that we're slowly less and less people are are recidivizing. Um, have you noticed that within the community? Hmm. I'm not so sure I've noticed Yeah, I know that. that's a hard question. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know that I've noticed that. Okay. Uh, because we're focused on our program, and we've always had good results, you okay. know. So um, we've not lost anybody to prison, have we, lately? Um, we work with the parole officers and the probation officers and um, – the psychs that do our classes and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So we're a team. You know, we really work with it's a, a network woven together tightly mm-hmm. so that there's very little room for them to fall between the cracks, you okay. know, or fall through the cracks. So we've always done that. And maybe um, now because there's, um, more awareness of programs and services, and there's more working together and networking of programs and services, maybe that if there is less recidivism, I would say that would be the case, you Mm -hmm. know, because if we, the more we work together, the services and programs work together, then the more benefit those needing service get from us, Okay, Uh, you know, um, Mm -hmm. In the beginning, there was a lot of turf things about if, you know, we belong to this group, you couldn't associate with that group. And if, oh, uh, really? you know, everybody was concerned about their funding, so they didn't want to get you involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't see, I think that's relaxing some, and that benefits our clients a lot more. Okay. Um, so you mentioned you worked with parole officers and um has it always been like that, or did you make those connections? We made those connections. Okay. Yeah. So you guys had to reach out, yeah, and yeah. did a that take of, a long time? It took, it's still going <laughs> on. Uh, it took a lot of legwork mm-hmm. uh, in the first uh, five years with the program, building up our over 70 employers, building up the trust of the parole and probation officers, mm-hmm. networking with folks that provide mental health, um, getting really good uh, psych services here in town. Uh, We have uh, a team that comes from Chicago that's here on Saturdays that is excellent. Um, They're the best, bar none. Um, The two docs that do that are, you know, they work with us and uh, call us mama, call me mama, everybody (laughs) calls me mama. And I can call them and go by the classroom and call them if they if we need something or if we need uh, mental health services for somebody that's not even in our classes. Okay, we can get that. So um, we are. Uh, it took a lot to network and build and let people know that we're the real deal and they could trust us and that we report back. You know, it's not just like if you refer somebody to us, you never hear anything. Mm -hmm. We keep in touch. Uh, Our employers, the same thing. They know that they can call us and that we can check on our employees. And, um, you know, so we've got, we've done that. A lot of legwork up front, but as the word of mouth grew and people said, oh, yeah, joy care. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, then uh, it's been a lot easier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what can the community do or maybe just someone in the community do to help with recidivism? Um, can they come volunteer at the Joy Care Center? They make can donations? come volunteer at the Joy Center. They can donate, mm-hmm. <laughs> donate, <laughs> donate, donate, volunteer. Um, we're looking for vehicles, reliable vehicles. Um, we're looking for um, landlords that will rent to our folks. Uh, we're looking for employers who will hire our people. And when I say who will rent or who will hire uh, who, or who will whatever, it means with a cheerful heart and not treat them like second-class mm-hmm. citizens. Some folks um, think that, oh, it's great what you're doing. We love it, but not in our neighborhood. We don't want that in our neighborhood. Don't have them coming over here, mm-hmm. you know. And um, that attitude is hard to work with. But uh, the community, uh, we have lots of churches and lots of Christians here in McLean County, in Bloomington Normal. We only serve McLean County. Mm-hmm. Um and we have lots of lots of churchgoers, and if they would just follow what Christ says about tell the truth, do the best, treat everybody the way they want to be treated, because every single one of our children is somebody's child, somebody's brother, sister, father, mother, daughter, son, whatever, you know, and how would you want your family member treated, mm-hmm. okay? The other thing they can do is they can come. They can come to our group anytime they'd like to, uh, meet any of our children um, that are willing to talk to people. Some of them like their privacy more. But, um, you know, just be a support, a real support for us. Uh, we've been blessed with, um, first of all, Heartland Community Church is where Sue and I are um, that's our church family, and they are so, so supportive. I mean, open arms, that's what I love about them because they follow those tenets of tell the truth, treat everybody the way that you want to be treated, and do your best. And then now Second Press has opened their arms to us, and we now have our uh, office and classroom in Second Press, and they've the same attitude. You know, our children feel great coming there. They're treated with respect and dignity. And, um, you know, there's nothing better than good treatment. We mm-hmm. need that. Every one of us need that. Uh, and then you mentioned how you've had problems finding employers or employers who don't treat um, mm-hmm. the children fairly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has that been a big issue? And have you found reliable employers? Uh, we found very reliable employers. So kudos to the employers that we have. They've been very good. One of the things that has happened in the past was that, um, you know, they'd hire our folks and then do the background check after they'd been there in like 30 days or so and find out that they were a felon and say, well, I'm sorry, we can't have you here. Um, you know, there's lots of skills in prison, a lot of folks that are, there's doctors, lawyers, teachers, uh, every, mm-hmm. you know, construction workers, cooks, whatever, in prison. Um, so the fact that 
you have had a scarred past does not mean that's who you are in the future going forward. And we all deserve, as I said earlier, a second chance. So that a lot of our employers, if they you know, know they come straight from us, they know we're monitoring and mentoring and um, helping folks to become productive members of society. And they take that. And that's a good thing. Well, that about wraps up uh, our time. Do you have anything that you'd like to add or anything you'd want to mention? Well, this is a gift from God. Um, Being able to do this program is a gift. I pray that there will be somebody to pass the baton to because I'm 81 years old Mm -hmm. and I want this program to keep going. Um, But it's every day, every child that comes to us... um, is a gift and we learn something we everybody's got a purpose on this planet and we get to share that purpose with them uh it's just a blessing it really is a blessing and i pray that more people will open their hearts and minds and really get involved and really be supportive Mm -hmm. i'm glad to hear that once again i want to say props to you two you've created an amazing program that has great results and I couldn't have done it without my sister, Sue. Um, we've been joined at the hip doing this all the time, you know, and um, it's amazing. It's really a blessing. It is incredible. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's Thank a great you, program. Honey. Thank you.